Hello, everybody. This is Joshua Hatton with One Nation Under Whiskey Podcast. I am joined today, and I'm joined, as always, with, uh, or by, sorry, my good friend and business partner, Mr. Jason Johnston Yellen. It's been how many episodes, and you still trip over... (laughs) Easy for me to say. (laughs) Okay, I will refrain from my comments, since... Yeah, that's what you I get didn't do every time. There. Yeah, every time you you go to talk smack about me, you get tongue tied. It is. I feel like there's a spell on me. I put a spell on you. That was my exact thinking. So we're at least still in the same wavelength, even if I can't get the words out of my mouth and you can't get the words out of your mouth. Exactly. So, as you know, but the listeners don't. I have only just in the last few hours returned from a full weekend in Moscow, Idaho with my original Whiskey Society, founded in December of 2004. Whoa. And so, yeah, this is the 15th year of meetings, since obviously you start with year one, you don't start with year zero, so. Thank you, thank Uh, you. I knew you were going to have a (laughs) 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 follow-up. And so year 15, so Friday night, was uh, a Port Charlotte vertical. So we did uh, the new Port Charlotte 10. Uh Which uh, is cracking, by the way. Kind of as a baseline, yeah. Mm-hmm. Went over really well. Interestingly, let's see if I can remember my numbers. 65% first fill Jack Daniels maturation. Okay. Interesting. 10% second fill Jack Daniels maturation. Mm. And 25% French oak wine casks. That's interesting. So yeah, wine, is. did they do they reveal which wine it is? And not on the bottle, not on the label, and I didn't look close enough to see if there's a batch number. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know if there is such a thing. So, yeah, really, yeah, really interesting. Nice. And then we, so that so that was the first, and then we went into two single casks, mm-hmm. uh, bourbon maturation, one Highland Laird, one Master of Malt. And then we had the Port Charlotte Transparency, the 2017 oh, Fischiel bottling. So good, so good. Which I think you and I both agree was the best bottle of 2017 Fischiel. Oh, easily, yep. Yeah. yep. I wouldn't say easily, I thought the, bar- the Bowmore gave it a good run for us. Oh yeah, I know you really liked the Bowmore. I didn't I didn't love it, I, I just don't think that Bowmore and red wine often go well together. Though I will give that one props for being... The best Beaumont red wine I've had. Yeah, I, I prefer yeah, I my thought, Beaumont in, in bourbon. But sorry, I, I thought the Bonahaven in twenty seventeen was fantastic as well. Mm, no, I didn't like it. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Th- that was uh, peated in port, right? Yeah, again, not not a combo that I normally go for, but yeah, I really like that. So anyway, we're, we're getting off track. Yeah, so yeah. so we had the transparency. It went over fantastically well, and then um, we had two single cask Port Charlottes in sherry. Uh, mm-hmm. One from some people you might know at Single Cast Nation. Ah, heard, I've heard, heard tell. Uh-huh. And um, Ralphie, the meteorite from Ralphie. Oh, ni- oh, that's a good one. That's a really yeah. good one. And and so for a for a very demanding whiskey society, uh, they enjoyed all six pours. Did they have was, a favorite a amongst thing. the six? I never asked. the 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 general consensus is that they were just loving everything. Good. They were just oh, good, good, happy, good. happy campers. Okay. You know, they've, they've known me since long before Single Cast Nation. I don't really want to stand in a room with them and say, oh, so of these six, one of which is Single Cast Nation, or which was your favorite? <laughs> oh, it wasn't. And, and, and to be honest, they would honestly tell me what their favorite was, yeah. whether it was or wasn't Single Cast Nation. Um, I just don't want to be in that position. So, Well, uh, 
I mean, me personally, I love our Port Charlotte. Absolutely oh, yeah. love it. However, I prefer the transparency over ours. Yeah, I wouldn't agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> I will say they loved the Ralphie. They really did. Yeah, yeah. They, and partly that was driven by the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, they, they now want to get Ralphie to the Palouse. So <laughs> given how hard it is to get him off the Isle of Man, it'll be interesting to see how easy it is to get him to the Palouse mm. in the inland northwest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Ralphie, if you're listening, reach out. You've got a, another fan base up there. I'd love to see you. <laughs> and I've got people in Seattle who want to see him as well, so we could certainly make it worth his while. I have a feeling there are people all over the world that are desperate to to see and meet with and talk to and drink with Ralphie. Oh, there's... Oh, shh. <laughs> what happened? Oh, damn it. <laughs> I just... You're supposed to... Put, I, um, yeah. I spilled my whiskey. <laughs> Sounds like you have a drinking problem. I really need to be in bed sleeping, Josh. <laughs> I really, really do. <laughs> yeah, that was always my dad's line. I have a drinking problem. I can't afford it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. My drinking problem is I can't pick it up. Wow. It just slipped right out of my hands. Toppled over. Wow. Oh, sorry about that. Better fingers. I know. So basically what you're saying is you're a broken man. <laughs> After a fantastic weekend with some good old friends. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Well, because even then, the Port Charlotte tasting wasn't just done with the six. Or the drinking wasn't just done with the six. Um, we then continued to drink after the event. So, yeah, I got I got to bed at three o'clock on, on Friday night, oh, yeah. Sunday, Saturday morning. Not Sunday morning, Saturday morning. <laughs> this feels a lot like recording after the Jubilee. <laughs> I'm just, my brain just isn't quite firing correctly uh-huh. and the wrong words come out. So so I shall, I shall speak a little less for the moment. Oh, and, wow. Uh, gather myself. Okay, well, you know, I, on the other hand, feel fantastic this morning. Got a good Strangely enough, it will not affect your words. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it'll, it'll, yeah, okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> uh, uh, perfection. So, right. but you, yeah, you had a, yeah. you had a small gathering uh, the the middle of last week. Oh yes, the, I did. Yeah, on the Wednesday or the Thursday of last week. I think the Thursday. Thursday, yeah, December thirteenth. So I have an an annual get together at my house. Every December I, I invite some some local guys over and, and I keep the group pretty small. So I had invited ten people, two of which couldn't make it, but eight of which could. And then on that day, four unfortunately dropped out. You know, oy, oy, oy. you know, just very various things, you know. You one of the guys, he's he's in the industry and he's the whiskey industry that is and and uh, <laughs> he's a pimp. <laughs> he's in an industry as old as time. Uh, you know, in in his one night off, he had the the choice of going drinking with the guys or uh, doing something with his wife, and he decided to take the very smart and safe route of of spending time with his wife. Um, but yes, the old head in the heart decision. Yeah, indeed. But in the end, it ended up being five of us, but we had some fantastic pours, uh, which include the Port Askeg 45-year-old, 
Um, it was, was quite kind of nice. Uh, my buddy, <laughs> my buddy John brought a bottle of PX Sherry that oh, was nice. bottled in 2017, put into cask in 1946. It was the first harvest of grapes after World War II. Right. And that was that was a little, special little taste of history. Yeah, a little taste of history. Some good four roses. One of the uh, whiskeys of uh, icon of whiskeys, whatever it is. You know what I'm talking about? The whiskey magazine icons of whiskey. You don't know this? Oh, you're not just talking about the top twenty list at the end of the year? No. So that's Whiskey Advocate. This is Whiskey Magazine. Oh, so what of Whiskey course. Magazine Those are did? Yeah. So Whis- Whiskey Magazine did is they selected X number of of U.S. retailers that that won this award of you know retailer of the year, mm-hmm. and they worked in conjunction with Four Roses to basically bottle ten premium Four Roses casks. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so the one that was brought was the Julio's one, which which I thought was excellent. What else? What was the highlight? Uh, an Armagnac from 1886. That was pretty damn good. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, oh, and you know what? I opened the new Kilhoman 12-year-old, the, uh, oh, the club edition. Yeah, that was... Good on you opening that up. Oof. You know, I got to a point where we're, it was at my house, so I was, uh, you know... I, I didn't put up any guards. I was happy to drink whatever needed to be drunk. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I brought everybody up to my whiskey room. And I just said, you want it open? I'll open it. And so someone picked that and I opened it up. Nobody picked up a Karazawa. Uh, no, I have that hidden behind. Yeah, I, I knew there were a few. <laughs> There's a couple of layers there. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Anything you want from what you can see in front of you, uh, no touching any bottles, yeah, please. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Some short ones are hidden in the back. Yeah. Yeah. It was good, though. It was good. It was a lot of fun. So, so speaking of a lot of fun, yeah. we are we're casting an eye back on our 2018. Uh, partly our our One Nation Under Whiskey 2018, mm-hmm. but also our Single Cast Nation 2018. Yeah, year in review. Yeah, and I, identifying a, a few high points and a, a few points worth celebrating. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we're gonna. You and I have got three three drams here under our desks. Mm-hmm. We haven't revealed to the other what we have. So as we go through the episode, we'll. We'll have a wee taste. We'll have a wee conflab. We'll see if we can guess uh, what the other one pulled out. What was that last word? A conflab? Yeah. I, I, you know, I've got to got to be honest. I'm not sure I know what that word is. Is that is that a millennial word or is that a real but, word? Word. Um, my understanding is it's a real word. Word. A real world. MTV reference there for the kids in the audience. <laughs> conflab. <laughs> okay, for yeah. for dumb people like me, what is that? Hopefully it's a conversation, a oh. chat. Oh, okay. Hopefully. Could also be just one of those Scottish words I've used my whole life, and it's not a word. It's only a Scottish word. Is it so. a conflab or a conflab? Flab. 
See, sounds like conflab. Sounds like you're against like fatties or something. Nope. 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 Okay. Nope. That's 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 a lot of words that we should not be saying in 2018. Okay. <laughs> it's the pregnant pause. Um, see what I did there. So, so one of the things for me, I've got a couple of, of points, hmm. and actually one of them just links to what we were just talking about. For single cast nation online, yep. In twenty eighteen, you you know the expression, the canary in the coal mine, and it, it's a it's a negative. It's it's the the point at which you now recognise something is going very very bad. Yes, right. That's the use of canary in the coal mine. Well, i i have a I have a good, <laughs> I have a good version of that, and I'm still just going to use canary in the coal mine, uh, just as as a warning, right. Mm-hmm. Back in March, when we launched, and we just mentioned it in the introduction, the Port Charlotte Mm 14-year-old, it sold out in 39 minutes. Mm -hmm. And up until that point, and again, it had actually been a release in March, uh, we'd had an undisclosed Diageo-owned South Coast Isla distillery release matured in in Pedro Jimenez. Yes. Uh, Sherry. That had sold out in two hours. And that that was that was a standalone fastest ever for us. Yeah, that was amazing. And so when the Port Charlotte was released and we sold out in 39 minutes, we didn't quite know then what the rest of 2018 was gonna look like in terms of releases. Mm. But in casting my eye back across 2018, that was this positive version of Canary in the Coal Mine. Yeah. That was a the beginning of a changing landscape for us. And and mm-hmm. we then had a series of releases in 2018 that sold out like we have never sold out in the seven years of of owning and operating single cast nation. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's actually, uh, I like what you did there. Um, Thank you. And, and without a doubt, positive for us. However, seeing as we, we seem to have hit that, you know, this new plateau, this new uh, way in which we, we sell the, these online whiskeys, uh, that's because more people, have discovered what we're doing and and so while that's good for us it's more difficult for them because there's only so much whiskey in a single cask so but you know i think that helps inform what we need to be doing uh for 2019 and beyond exactly yeah exactly you know part of it and i was having this conversation with with some of my guys on on the palouse uh, in my society and and they were saying well is it because you've reached a point with so many members that things are naturally selling out faster? Is it the types of casks that you were bottling in 2018? And, um, or, or, is it, or is it the country of origin, right? Obviously making an allusion to, we, we bottled scotch for, for the longest time, had some American whiskeys go into whiskey jubilee bottlings, mm-hmm. but only in May released you know, wild turkey to single cast nation for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, uh, as regular listeners know, those two casks 
released in early May, sold out in three minutes uh, between the two of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which was our fastest selling day ever. Um, and so I, I said to, to my guys asking the question, I think it's all three. I think it's, look what we're releasing. While Turkey's incredibly hot, hot, hot right now, look at Port Charlotte, the success around that mm. a new series of releases from Brook Laddie. Uh, look at a peated, sherried, no-named Orkney that's not Scapa. <laughs> um, and and that that was yeah. one of our white whales. That was a distillery that we'd been trying to oh, get yeah. into oh, bottle, yeah, yeah. Uh, and managed to get that this year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Glen Farkless finally came in. You know, we sold out the first half of that uh, offering in in ten minutes. Mm. And in in January, uh, all things going according to plan. Please watch this space. Uh, we'll see what the second half of that batch does. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I just keep making clear to people it is the same liquid. Um, it was just divided across two shipments. Uh, this is not different juice coming in, nope. but we did limit the first release of it to two bottles per person. And I know we have people who want more. We've got people who didn't get in on it who want their first. So, um, yeah. So we're in a world now where we're selling out fast. You and I joked about this the other day. We, mm-hmm. we released the blended malt and it took two hours to sell out and it felt like a slow burner. Uh, right. Yeah. That's... Right. And, you know, it's just matched our pre-2018 best-selling record. Yeah. And now, given what has happened in 2018, it's a slow burner. Yeah. yeah. And we, you and I were relieved. We had, what, 135 bottles? And yep, 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 yep. over the course of two hours, you start to feel like those who wanted it got it. Right? Well, I tell you, it <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not that simple. <laughs> it's not, well, especially when you hear this story. So when I had my guys over last week, I broke out the bottle of, of that blended malt. And only because, you know, two of them had said, I, I missed it. You know, I figured it's blended malt. Um, you know, it sounded interesting, you know, I, I I don't think they expected it to sell out in the two hours that it sold out. And it was one of those things where they get there and it's like, oh crap, I missed it. And so I decided to break out the bottle and I pour it for them. And, and one of them, uh, his name's Mark, his son, Ben, uh, had purchased a bottle and uh, he said, I'm so pissed that I missed this, but I'm so happy that Ben got a bottle. <laughs> yep, yep. No, and that's, you know, that's, I think that's one of the nicest compliments we get as we go around the country and we get to meet, you know, the members behind Single Cast Nation mm-hmm. is they understand that you and I have tried to, you know, n- knock down some barriers. It, even going back to the very beginning with our call home and four-year-old. Uh, where people say, oh, it's a four. That, that seems awfully young. We're like, just try it. Yeah, it give it a go. Yeah. Um, we put out a seven-year-old Glenn Murray, and people say, oh, I've never seen... Uh, have I seen a seven-year-old? I, I don't think I've ever seen a seven-year-old. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, t- taste it. Taste yeah, the juice. Yeah. And so for us to be here with, with a blended malt and say, yeah, it is a little bit out of the ordinary, but if you've trusted us this far, if you've joined the nation for our selections, continue to trust us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because I, I totally wound up my Palouse guys where I 
took out a sample, a, a pretty heavy sample of the blended malt. Yeah. Because they'd all they'd all snoozed on it as well. They all were of them. Total. They were total snobs. And we're like, mm, blended malt, mm, single malt kind of guys. And then, of course, they tasted it. And, of course, they loved it. And, of course, they said, so did you put any to the side? Or do we have any? Or is there any left? And no, no, and no. Oh, I'll have to pause. That's FedEx at the front door. i got to go sign for a package. Do it to it. Coming! Don't leave! <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Scheduled for Tuesday delivery, got it on Monday. Hey, oh shit, that means mine's coming. <laughs> yeah, so just as we're sitting here working on the retrospective for 2018, that is something for, uh, we're working on for 2019. Oh, that's our, that's the Oh, we're yes. just saying it out loud? <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, you and I are... Uh... I think that should be believed. Oh, of course. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah then yes, it is. It is samples from that distillery. Wait. So, so what? What just came to you in from Federal Express were samples for our new 2019 whiskey project. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. That has me excited. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is as as you were down there ta- oh. talking <laughs> while you're down there, I had gotten an email from the people who are designing our new stuff, <laughs> playing playing with logos. Uh, it's really exciting stuff coming in. <laughs> I'm just leaving you to hint to your heart's content. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, this is supposed to be a year in review, not a yes, divulgence is. of what is to come in 2019. Or a divergence. Oh, look at that. So what were we saying there? The, the, old, the old blended malt, the old people who have trusted us implicitly for seven mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. saying, yeah, blended malt, I'll wait. <laughs> and then finding out, oh, I made a mistake. Yeah. Well, the good news is... And and again, this is supposed to be a a, a year in retrospect. Um, yeah. However, uh, based on how quickly the twelve year old blended malt went, and the message we, messages we received from people said, "Oh darn it, I missed out. I didn't think it would sell out so quickly." We do have some more coming, some nine year old stuff, and we'll see. There may be some older blends as well. Yeah, I think this also gives us the chance. We didn't take big risks on it. We brought in. You know, as we mentioned earlier, 135 of these. Um, I can't remember the outturn for the nine-year-old. I haven't looked at it recently. But it also gives us a chance to look at, you know, larger quantities. You know, one of the things we have shied away from and and really we've been kind of thinking our way through 2018 as 2018 has been happening is if we've got this increased membership, if we do need more bottles. You, you and I are big, big fans of bourbon cask matured scotchies, often mm-hmm. first fill bourbon when mm-hmm. we can get it. Yep. But now some some full sherry butts, you know, c- come onto our landscape. We have bottled from sherry butts, but we've always picked low fill sherry butts. Uh, yeah, and and the the same kind of rings true for this blended malt. I mean, th- this was an Oloroso Hagi, but for whatever reason, all we got was 135 bottles out of the thing. So 
I mean, at 12 years old, we could have gotten 300 bottles, but that's all there was in that cask. Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be good going looking for, for full butts. <laughs> so this seems like a, like a good moment for you to guess what I've got in my glass. Well, let me see the color. Okay, here it comes. You describe that for our listeners. Okay, so that looks like a nice deep amber. Yeah, I think I think deep amber is fair yeah. enough. It's it's kind of it's reflective too. Okay, okay. Uh, if I were to if I were a a, a betting man, a betting man, I would say it's either first fill bourbon or second fill slash refill sherry. Nope. Neither <laughs> is like- true. Did you like the pregnant pause? <laughs> huh. Okay. Um, I love it. Oh, we're off to a good start. We're off and running. <laughs> uh, is it? Is it peated? It is not. It's not? It is not. Uh, is it scotch whiskey? Yes, it is. Okay. Is it single malt scotch whiskey? <laughs> uh... It is not. <laughs> you got our blended malt in, our gla- in your glass? Absolutely, <laughs> mate. <laughs> yeah, I, I said it to you last week when we were, we were in one of our regular meetings. This blended malt is one of the best things that I've put in my mouth in the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> I... I'm hugely, uh, hugely impressed by it, and mm-hmm. I, and this is this is not marketing. This is not. Um, no, we've I believe got the you. last yeah. few to sell. This, you know, this is gone. I'm I'm almost making a mistake torturing people who don't have it. Um, <laughs> but no, I I said it to you just private conversation between the two of us. Yeah, that this this is formidable, and if this was to be bought. Bored blind. I'm really having a good day. Uh, I'm so tired. Um, if this was to be poured blind, yeah, I think those those people who love those malty dark fruit sherry whiskies, mm-hmm. they would love it. Anybody who remembers fondly our Dalmore uh, from way back in the beginning. Wow. Um, Okay. They would they would love this, uh, and I think this is a better balanced dram than oh, the Dalmore. Oh, for sure, for sure. And so, yeah, when when you say, "Hey, bring your top three whiskeys of 2018 to the recording studio," yeah, this this was the first one I picked. This was easy. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Uh, that uh, surprises me for a few reasons. A. Mm-hmm. What you had said just prior to announcing this number one whiskey is that both you and I, have, we, we lean toward ex-bourbon mature stock. Yep, yep. And predominantly peaty for me. And predominantly peaty. So that's <laughs> that's issue one. That's issue two. Yep. But now we've got a first fill sherry blended malt with a yep. little bit of peating on there. Not a lot, but just a yep. little bit of peating in that. That went out over Port Charlotte. That went out over our Lafroig, our Ardmore. It, well, no, that was 2017, the Ardmore. Yeah. Well, but I tell you, I tell you what else I think it does for me. When I was back at the University of Aberdeen, mm-hmm. 
uh, in the, the end of the 90s. And I was there with my, my very good friend, Betty Pirainen, who's the, the very reason I got into Scotch. We had the opportunity to, to travel to Glenfarclas, purchase octaves of Glenfarclas, drive them back to the dorms and fill the bottles. So you know, amazing. You know, you know, sucking through plastic tubing and uh, filling up bottles, putting our own label on them, you know, printed on the dorm printer and then selling them in the Aberdeen University Whiskey Society. And we would do that in, in December and we do it in May. And December in Aberdeen, you know, you're cold. There's a cold wind blowing up up all the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city's built like a bloody windsock. Um, and and these these um, octave Glenfarclases were super spicy and wonderfully high in alcohol. Mm. And and when you drank it, it was a full mouth and full body experience. And wow. and this blended malt reminds me of those Glenfarclas oh, octaves wow. Wow. Uh, that we bottled in the late nineties. Did did you happen to keep any of those? <laughs> Petty P. Reinen has one unopened bottle in Finland. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Were they yeah. were they put into like seventy cl bottles? Like what, what yeah. were we using? Yeah. 70 CL tall clears. I don't even know how we came to have 70 uh, tall clears in our dorms. I don't know who was selling us 70. I don't know if we picked up the tall clears when we picked up the octaves. Right? I just oh. I just know we had 70 tall clears in our dorm, um, you know, siphoning whiskey from the octave as one would siphon gas from a car. Because if you didn't have those, I mean, what else would be available to you? Empty Bucky <laughs> bottles? <laughs> Empty Iron easy, Brew easy, bottles? Easy, easy, easy. <laughs> the University of Aberdeen, sir, please. <laughs> please. Please. Uh, for those of you not living in the UK, do yourself a favor and, and Google search Buckfast, which is a, uh, it's a tonic, right? It's a, a fortified wine tonic. Yeah, yeah. And, and Google Buckfast number one selling market uh, and you will see it is not Aberdeen <laughs> it's not the <laughs> University of Aberdeen <laughs> so All so yeah right. so that's so that's my that's my first selection of three and so okay. well, why don't you so I gave you my canary in the coal mine and that led into my number one why don't you give me a retrospective from 2018 and then we'll try and work out the first thing you've got in your glass. I often think about what happened in, in, in 2018. That really seems, for me, it seems to be a springboard year for us. And, and I've, I've tried to think about what put that springboard there. Like, what was the springboard itself? And I think that it may be us launching retail in 2017. Hmm. That it 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 took time for us. We needed to have our whiskey on store shelves. We needed people other than the two of us evangelizing about our stuff. You know, while we showcased our whiskeys at Whiskey Jubilee, the focus of the festival was never really on single cast nation. It was no. to have no. a whiskey geeks festival. Uh, and also, here's a cool festival bottling, right? So those those were the major highlights for us. So while we had been doing the Jubilee 
we completed our seventh year this year. For those first six years, I don't think it did much of anything for Single Cast Nation. I mean, some, of, of course, but not the impact you would think. Uh, so I really think that it, it's attributed to us launching retail in 2017 and then growing that retail in 2018. So I'm going to disagree with you just a little. You son of a bitch. Just a little. I think what building the Jubilees and having Single Cast Nation as a table among the art bags of the world, mm-hmm. uh, among the, you know, Diageo obviously had a table, um, you know, Edrington obviously had a table, but then also craft people had table. High West, mm-hmm. you know, back in the day, you know, <laughs> High West was craft. Uh, they, they had their table. Westland came in, they had their table. Mm-hmm. It, it positioned us among the big brands and the real up-and-comers. And so I, I think that positioning was huge. But then I also think we had a place where single cast nation members could come. Yes. And they could speak with me. Right. And they could say, you know, what what's on the table? What's coming down the line? Let me get a taste of this. So I bought this. I haven't bought this yet. Like you were, and and you know, I've I've never once downplayed your efforts at any jubilee. You were out running the floor, putting out fires, making things happen. But what it gave nation members was a home base for single cask nation, and they could stand shoulder to shoulder with other members. And we've had good people fly in from across the country and across. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, Michael Nolan, Beno, Lizaro, yeah, yeah, um, Graham Usher, right, yep. right, Graham Usher. We've had we've had good guys flying in from other parts of the country to be at that single cast nation table so, to stand shoulder to shoulder with other members and and talk with with me about single cast nation i i don't disagree with that i think there's a little bit however of us speaking to the choir right where you've got people who are already nation members coming out because they support us, they support what they do. They want to go to whiskey festivals. I would disagree with you just a little bit there. Oh, man. Just that's a little bit. That's too. Because what I saw mm-hmm. was nation members saying, This is my brother. I've been oh, telling yeah. them all about single cast nation. Okay. This is my cousin. This is my uncle. This is my dad. This is my son. Um, sometimes it's, This is my daughter. This is my sister. Uh, this is my mom. Oh my God, Mama Lewison is is a wonderful, wonderful woman, and uh, and she she would be uh, Whiskey Jubilee New York City, and so no, I've seen families grow around our single cast nation table. Um, I, well, yeah, there's there's a lot of the preachers of the choir. There are number one brand ambassadors, mm-hmm. um, but I I also saw families grow up around that table as well, and that's one of the things, and I've said it that, that, that I'm going to miss from not going around the, the country with the Whiskey Jubilee. Um, but we will be in other places. We will do other tastings. We will mm-hmm. still get to see people. So I'm looking forward to that. But on the back of that kind of brand ambassadorial role of nation members, I think there are two other things. I think you're right about retail. I, I think we look legitimate when we're on a store shelf. Mm-hmm. Just like we're saying we look legitimate because we're in the room Next to big brands and up and coming craft, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yep. On a retail shelf, you look legitimate because you're in the same company. Um, but I think One Nation Under Whiskey, I think this very podcast uh, has gone a long way in furthering 
what we have been doing with Singlecast Nation. That very well be, right? Because we launched, we launched the podcast right around the same time we launched retail. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and so I think we've now got a place where, again, you know, you know, the choir, right? Those nation members who are brand ambassadors are listening into One Nation Under Whiskey, passing that on to friends. Hey, give this a listen. You know, you'll learn something. Hopefully you'll have a laugh and you'll certainly take up two and a half hours of your life. So, uh, <laughs> um, and so, and then we meet those people going out, uh, which leads me on to another thing that I want to say in a little bit of time, but I'm not going to say it right now. Um, but then wild turkey mm, mm-hmm. you know we 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 knew that we wanted to make our name in scotch we knew that if we could establish ourselves with single cast scotch we would then have a platform mm. um, again you mentioned earlier from which to springboard mm-hmm. into other areas mm-hmm. but i think and again it, it does circle back to the jubilee when we started bottling american whiskies exclusively for the jubilees and then we got around to our first wild turkey New York City. I think that was laying a lot of groundwork for what we saw in 2018. Once membership with bourbon fanatics yeah. really took off for us as well. And those and that and we've seen it. Those bourbon fanatics, and I and I really applaud them for this, have been dabbling in our scotchies. Which I love. I love. Right. And, and I don't know if it's in, in evolution of palettes or if it's just people. I, I don't know what it is, but but I love seeing people getting out of their comfort zone, whether it's... Yeah. And, yeah, go ahead. And that's what I see. I see it being a level of intrigue, right? Yeah. Like, because bur- bourbon fanatics are, they, they really live up to that word fanatic, uh, they are really into yeah. They're invested. Their yeah, yeah. Right. They really are. And so to see someone in bourbon circle, bourbon circle, I'm now the Swedish chef. Um, <laughs> to to see someone in in bourbon circles yeah. say that Glen Murray Twelve by Single Cast Nation, yeah, is exceptional. And then for us to see a, just a little uptick. In those weekly sales of that Glen Murray 12 mm-hmm. uh, and going to people who are maybe buying for the first time or they're buying for the second time, but the other thing they bought was an American whiskey. I have loved, loved, loved seeing that. Um, so I, as much as, yeah, we're still a Scotch company, definitely bottle some real kick-ass American juice. Um, I I still think those, those bourbon fans have really helped elevate uh, what what we were doing in 2018 as well. Good point. Good point. All right. Yeah. So I, so I think partly it's what you're saying in retail. We're on shelves. Uh, partly we built the single cast nation community around having a table at the Jubilee. Partly we expanded that community with One Nation Under Whiskey. The tweets that we get, the direct messages that we get, mm-hmm. the emails that we get, continuing to build that community, um, and then and then the bourbon fanatics as well so it's been a hell of a ride in 2018 um, i'm excited for yeah. for 2019 yeah um so so okay so you did your part let's see if we can guess what's in your glass <laughs> i saw you pour it and it's oh there's not much left in that glass i no, remember that no, was a really heavy pour here i'll 
See, I don't want you to see the bottle shape because I'm afraid okay, I close you my see eyes. the bottle my shape. My eyes are closed. I can't see. Can't see anything. Okay. So there's there's the juice color. You could look now. Okay. Okay. Dark. Okay. Right? Uh, very dark. Very yeah. dark. I, I should have said that out loud. Now, <laughs> now we, you and I selected three whiskeys uh-huh. each. And the stipulation was bring your favorite single cast nation, bring your favorite of whi- the year of the year, bring your favorite whiskey that you tasted in the year, and then bring a wild card. And so what I brought, okay, do you want to, do you want to make any guesses? Oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> did you see it? So here's the good news. <laughs> you blinked? <laughs> that one quarter of the label that I saw yeah. is the exact bottle that I thought you had, just from the color of it. <laughs> just from the color alone. That's I thought amazing. that's I thought that's what it was. And so yeah. Oh. That, all of my guesses were going to be leading to that exact product. Yeah. The chig, single cask, single malts of Scotland, yeah. uh, heavy, heavy sherry on it. Yeah. So this is this was Bottled in September 2017, uh, distilled in October 2005, so it's an 11-year-old, just shy of of 12, uh, is from a sherry butt, got 646 bottles, 56.4% alcohol, dark as night, about as, maybe getting close to how dark our um, our Port Charlotte was, maybe not as dark. Yeah, maybe not as dark, but it, it certainly is dark. Yeah, and, and you opened that for me when I was at your house in October, and so uh, yeah, it's and, a it's a cracker. I and I I have a sister cask of that. And what I love about this is just how fruity and jammy, and you know, mouth enveloping it is. It's just it's full on without being over the top. Mm-hmm. If, if that if that makes sense. And when I am getting ready to bed, <laughs> well, <laughs> perfectly well rested on a Monday morning. Uh-huh. Carry on, sir. <laughs> when I'm getting ready uh, for bed and I'm thinking, you know what, what do I want to have a, a little, a little pour of? Uh, my mind often goes to this bottle. So it's, yep. uh, it's made of a bit of an impact on me and I think what these guys are doing is great and now that exclusive malts is you know sadly no more mm-hmm. um, single malts of Scotland has has entered my my top three independent bottling category so there you go there you go mm-hmm. yeah nope that's I feel like I made it very simple for you with my blended malt SCN selection. You definitely made it very easy for me with your <laughs> Lichig single malt of Scotland selection. Oh, I'm gonna, I, I guarantee I'm going to trip you up on one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so with that said, I'm, I'm going to pour my, my next, only so I've got something to drink while oh, I'm talking good, to good, you good, here. Good, good, good. But I, if we're talking about the company, and uh, one thing that maybe we should have just added in there is as we're talking about 2019 and as we're talking about retail, we have announced national distribution, national representation under the Impex banner. Yeah, and so I was actually going to mention that as well as part of my retrospective because it, it, it was just announced. But yeah, this is, 
you know, I, I've worked for the company for years. You've been with the company for a while. And, and Impex has always imported our stuff. But it's always, exactly. you know, it's exactly. always been we're really good friends with the ownership and they always wanted to help us out. But now with Impex representing the brand on a national platform, you know, before it was just you and me going around selling. And, and now we have the entire Impex team behind this. And so what I love about what happened here in 2018 is that in 2019, as we're looking to expand in the U.S., and, and we'll, you know maybe we'll talk about some of our other expansion as, as well later in the episode, but we have the best spirits team out there to represent what yeah, we do. Really, really yep. happy about it. And we've got an importer who understands both independent bottlers, but also independent outfits. Yeah. You know, representing Penderen, representing Kilholman, uh, representing Oishi. It's, it's really cool the knowledge they have mm-hmm. surrounding independence and they themselves being independent. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could put Port Askeg among that as, a, as an independent mm-hmm. bottler of... Absolutely. Of Isla whiskeys, their focus has always been independent bottlers, independent brands, independent distilleries. This is a group that is first and foremost spirits centric, and that's yep. exactly what we needed. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I I couldn't be more excited. I'm waiting, waiting to see what 2019 looks like, and and flying around the country supporting our brand as a supplier. Yeah. Uh, and going into markets to. To talk it up and pour it and taste it, yeah, yep. My uh, my first pouring trip, my first tasting trip will actually be at the end of January. I'll be in LA. Um, oh. Yep, I I just secured whatever the Monday is, the January twenty eighth. Uh, I'll be pouring for the Whiskey Society at Seven Grand LA. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Uh, yep. Um, now, I, and I might very well squeeze in a DC before that, but DC, of course, is is my local, so uh, that's just a quick run up in the car uh, to DC. Mm. But so hopefully, I'll have a chance to pour some in, in DC and get out to LA. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so speaking speaking of traveling, speaking of moving around, um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of episodes, uh, last year when we did our retrospective, we kind of glanced an eye back and. And identified some favorite episodes mm-hmm. uh, from from 2017. Mm-hmm. I I was thinking back on our our 2018 episodes, and uh, one of the one of the things I'm most proud about, uh, most excited by in 2018, was getting out and recording three live episodes of One Nation Under Whiskey. That was cool. Uh, yeah, that know, was yeah. You know, recording in the Westland Distillery the night before Whiskey Jubilee Seattle, Mm -hmm. uh, so back in March. Recording in New York City with our great Isla Swimmers. Yep, and Simon Uh, Brooking. Yep. And including Simon Brooking there. uh, In the afternoon before Whiskey Jubilee New York City. And then uh, just last month in November, uh, being able to, to record at Warehouse Liquors. Uh, with Gene, mm. the owner there, and Mickey Heads, uh, who'd made extra time in his schedule for the for One Nation Under Whiskey and for Whiskey Jubilee. I'm still pinching uh, myself over that one. Yeah, that was that was an 
absolutely remarkable series of three live episodes. And yeah, <laughs> that's a thing that we did. <laughs> and now uh, in looking into 2019, yes, we're, we're not going to have the Jubilee as the reason uh, for why we're doing live podcasts. But you and I have talked about it and we are definitely going to hit the road. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think Gene showed us a, a good model uh, for how you can do it in a liquor store. I think um, Westland showed us a, a great model for how we can make it work in a distillery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, New York showed us we can really go anywhere and rent a room and, and run a masterclass style one-off event yeah. um, and, and run interviews there. So, you know, the Jubilee allowed us to learn some really fantastic lessons about the live podcast in 2018 that we will use moving forward into 2019 and beyond. So, you know what I realized just now as we're, as we're talking about this, as we're talking about single cast nation expansion, right? With Impex managing the brand here in the US and we're looking to expand into UK, Europe and Canada and you mentioned once or twice, and I mentioned once or twice that the the Jubilee is going away. I realized that while we put out a press release and while we announced this news to our nation members, a good portion of the people listening to this may not have heard the the episode two episodes ago where we talked about this previously. So if you hadn't heard our news about us, mothballing the whiskey jubilee you can get all of the details from not the last episode which was our live episode with mickey heads but the episode before that uh which i think is called uh two broken men doing a (laughs) post-mortem of whiskey jubilee chicago uh so if you haven't heard that please go ahead and listen and you'll hear why we mothballed the jubilee why it was a difficult decision yet in the end, the right decision for us as a company to be making. Yeah, it is, it is funny. We're now sitting in December and, you know, normally at this point, we'd really be ramping up Whiskey Jubilee Seattle planning. Oh, the tickets would be yeah. on sale. If they were anything like last year, they'd be close to selling out, which was remarkable. Months before the festival itself. Right. So, yeah. so, yeah. So for me, the getting out the and the putting some live... One Nation Under Whiskey recordings mm-hmm. on the calendar is to get to see those people who I always had the pleasure of seeing at Whiskey Jubilee. You would see them as you were roaming the floor. I don't think you'd ever really got as much time to talk with them um, as I did being stationed behind a table. But getting out, seeing them, letting them know they're still important to us. They are yeah. still oh, yeah. valued yep. nation members. Uh, and we still appreciate all the support they give and, and mm-hmm. that they lend to us and, and our endeavors. Yeah. You know, it's 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 easy to say it and it's it's somewhat trite to say it, but w- without our nation members, without the single cast nation fan base, um, you and I don't get to have nearly as much fun as we've been able to have uh, over oh, the last seven yeah. years. Yep. And I do sincerely thank all of our listeners those who buy our bottles and have never listened to one episode of, of One Nation Under Whiskey, they've come <laughs> out to Jubilees. Like, whatever role somebody has played uh, in our 
success. I mm-hmm. sincerely thank them from the bottom of my heart. Same. Same Z's. And I lift my second glass oh. to them. So I lift Cheers. my second glass. Cheers. So let me talk about my favorite episode or episodes. Yes, please. Yes, 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 yes. So the first one that comes to mind was perhaps our most unique episode of the year. And that's where we got to sit down and talk comedy and whiskey with Adel Rafai of Hello from the Magic Tavern. Absolutely. That was what? That was back in May, I want to say. Honestly, when you started speaking, I was surprised it was in 2018. So I'm not going to be any good for which month it was. Oh, shit. Uh, Was it in 2018? I'm sure it was. I I just assumed you'd done your research. I I had nothing to worry about there. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, I've got a, you know, this is the beauty of of editing is that. (laughs) So I was right. Our conversation with Adel Rafai was released on May 9 of this year. There you go. Wow. Wow. That's, I could not have told you that was uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, but, yeah. I, that was a good episode, though. And it was funny talking about threads and comedy with threads and whiskey, mm-hmm. uh, cask selections, and, and how, to, how to make people laugh. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that was good fun. And then I would have to say, I think our time with Bruce Russell. I, I just, I, I, I'm glad you bring that one up. I, I didn't want to just keep listing episodes, so I was hoping that you would mention that one. Bruce is just a great guy, and he was so much fun to hang out with. And, and we actually, there was some footage that we held back from our time with Bruce that will be released on an upcoming episode. I don't want to give too much away. Um, By the look on Jason's face, he doesn't remember what I'm talking about, which has me very, (laughs) very excited and very happy. Um. (laughs) I remember. I do appreciate that is what my face looks like right now, but I do remember. (laughs) There's not Uh, much happening behind the eyes today. Because what I liked about talking with him is Obviously, you're talking with someone within the Russell family. That in and of itself is cool. But he's just, he's a whiskey lover like you and me, right? And And a spirits lover like you and me. And a spirits lover like you and me. And hearing him tell these stories where he'll, he'll sit down in bars, and if he hears someone having a fun whiskey conversation, he'll just politely join in and you know, talk with these people. And I, I think that's very cool. I think that was very cool. Yep. No, that was, my goodness, what, four hours spent with him? Mm -hmm. It's amazing how generous people are with their time. Yeah. I I could, I could add in the the time we spent with Brent Elliott. Oh, Four Roses. Yep. You know, man had a broken foot and made time for us. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, my, my time, uh, with Jason Parker at Copperworks, uh, through in Seattle, I spent an entire afternoon uh, with Jason Parker uh, over there. Uh, it's it's just remarkable to me. Yeah, it's it, it's funny the, that the you time you bring, that people the time that people give us. Yeah, it, what's interesting about bringing up Jason Parker is I often think of the Jason Parker episode and our first live episode with Westland to be our two most geeky 
mm. episodes, you know, as, as far as production goes and, and yeah. what determines where flavors come from, um, you know, th- those are two that I've listened to a bunch of times. A, because, you know, I, I love the sound of your voice, Jason. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's my voice that you love. Uh-huh. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I go back and I listen and I'm reminded what I've learned. And it just helps me re- retain some things uh, for when I'm teaching classes and, and talking to people about whiskey. So, yeah, they're just good tools for me to, to keep me on my toes as far as yeah. whiskey info goes. Yeah, and and again, and this is kind of been the nature of this episode. We're a retrospective, but we keep dropping hints for 2019. Uh, we, we've got multiple interviews lined up for 2019. Oh yeah, getting getting on people's calendars three months in advance, five months in advance. Uh, can we sit down with you? Can we have a chat? Yeah, yeah. The, the 19 is starting to fill in already, which oh, yeah, which is necessary. We've got the the first four interviews of of the year already in the can, as they say. As they say, and um, and we will be oh. announcing it now. Oh. Repeating our mailbag episode. Oh, look at you! It's how we concluded year one, season one of One Nation Under Whiskey, and we intend on concluding year two, season two. Uh, of One Nation Under Whiskey the same way. So, uh, yes, Josh and I have been sitting on emails. and, and it, But here's the good thing. When we sit on your email, Joshua at least writes you back and says, thanks for your email, we'll, we will include this in a future episode. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't go out into the void. Uh, if it was only coming to me, it would only go into the void and I would just sit on it. Scatsman. Um, mm. But thankfully, Joshua is also on that email account. So he lets you know. Uh, we will cover this in a future episode. So we, we've got a few of those in the hopper, but we, as we've said all the way through this episode, we love our community. We love hearing from our community. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, please, any question, just just write it down, send it in. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Look yeah. at you. you. You you brought out a bit of news before the before our, our little newsboy Woke up. I didn't know we were going to do the news, but I thought we were just going to do this episode of you and me chatting, and then we're going to end it and go away, move on to the next Monday jobs. <laughs> so let me let me talk about my second whiskey. Are we are we at that point where we could talk about? Yeah, the I just need to whiskey? say, send them to questions at one nation under whiskey.com. As <gasps> oh. always, there's no Ian whiskey. I never get you? to say that. You do. You do never get to say that. That's the only one I know. <laughs> could uh, could you tell them how to pose a question on Facebook? I couldn't know. <laughs> it's probably go to go to facebook.com. Yeah. Look inwards until you just can't face the nature of being any longer and then just I don't know, just find a page on Facebook and just spout something in all caps and uh it, it'll it'll get to us. Have Is that how Facebook on, works? It sounds like you've been on the Donald J Trump webpage. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought all of Facebook was the Donald J Trump Facebook page. <laughs> um, yeah. So other ways in which you can contribute to the mailbag episode, uh, go to facebook.com or use your Facebook app, 
And in the search bar, search for One Nation Under Whiskey. Go to the group page. If you're not part of the group, just go ahead and ask to join, and we will add you. And you can pose your question on our group page. Uh, you could also tweet at us, at One Nation Whiskey. And you could send us an Instagram message, at One Nation Under Whiskey. And, and as Jason mentioned before, whiskey's always without the E. Always without the E. Yeah. Cool. So, so, so your whiskey in your glass. So can, yeah. Whiskey uh, in the jar, oh. So I'm going to show you the color. Okay, brown. It's brown. <laughs> Uh, it looks a little bit oily in there. Yeah. There's, um, a, there's a sweetness to it, which, which right. I just love. Is is it of the American variety? It is not. Not. No. There you go. So I will not say what my follow-up thing was. <laughs> um, is it a scotch? It is scotch whiskey. Uh, peated or non-peated? Peated. And heavily sherried. And heavily sherried. Okay. Speeded, heavily sherried, smoky. Is it an Isla peat? It's an Isla peat. All right. Is it a Lagavulin? This is a single cast nation bottling. <laughs> right? Because one had to be. I think we've got the answer. <laughs> 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 it's just like my blended malt. You just get to this threshold, and you're like, oh, okay, I know what that is. So are you are you drinking our Port Charlotte 14-year-old? And I take back what I said. This I like this more than transparency. <laughs> <laughs> if you were being transparent about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is having it after the Lechig mm -hmm. and nosing it, mm -hmm. uh, the, the peat is tamped down quite a lot and when I nose it mm -hmm. I get that the sweet funkiness that you would find in our wild turkey the nine year old K warehouse K bottling that we did earlier this year it's yes. got that classic funk yeah, just thoroughly thoroughly enjoyable whiskey ticks nearly all the boxes for me but you know to be honest I don't know if this would be better as First fill bourbon. I think that this whiskey needed to be first fill sherry. It's funny you say that because in doing the tasting on the Palouse that I was describing earlier, mm -hmm. and we were able to put two bourbon single cask Port Charlottes next to two sherry mm -hmm. cask Port Charlottes, I think it does exceptionally well in sherry. I think sherry adds a dimension mm -hmm. that the bourbon doesn't. And that doesn't or can't? Um, I would still say, and it's an organization that you don't hear me mention very often, when I think of some of the best, even younger Port Charlottes that I've had, mm -hmm. it's the 127s from SMWS uh -huh. that even before they got up to even 10 casks, even the first 10 casks, they had some young Sherry Port Charlottes there that were yeah. mind-blowing. Mm -hmm. And I've had some young Port Charlotte and, Bo and bourbons. Damn good. Damn tasty. Damn enjoyable. Do I think of them often, like the Sherry cask? 
Port Charlottes that I've had? No, I don't. And even when they were doing the PC line, I I wasn't a big fan of the PC line uh, as it was coming out the PC5, the PC6, PC7, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. So I will say this, and I think this speaks to how Brooke Laddie look at it too. Look at this 10. Look at this Port Charlotte Standard 10. 75% bourbon casks, mm-hmm. but there's still 25% French oak wine cask in there. Even they want the wood to bring something else to the party. More than just bourbon is delivering with Port Charlotte. Hmm. And so I do think Port Charlotte is best in sherry. However, that 10-year-old has no sherry. Correct. Casket. Correct. Okay. Correct. Correct. But, but you're you're saying some sort of a a wine cask. Some kind out. of fruit. Some kind of spice helps the bourbon maturation on the Port Charlotte. Yeah, I wonder if it's the the particular style of peat that just needs that needs to be balanced out by some 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 sweetness that a bourbon cask can't necessarily offer up. But I think if you then look at an example like Kilhoman, and you look at how their distillation brings in mm. the fruit. Mm-hmm. The sweetness. Kilhoman then shines in bourbon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you've already got the fruit and the, the sweetness into the distillate. And so while I... Th- obviously, Port Charlotte is, is distilled magnificently. But the barley is doing something else uh, in that distillate. And then you've got the wood helps to frame it. Yeah, there's so many di- differing factors. You know, Kilhoman, you've got Isla Peat. Port Charlotte, you're dealing with, you know, mainland peat. Um, you're dealing with a completely different style of of mashing, right? With the with the with that open lotter ton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, their stills are totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many factors that make Port Charlotte what it is and make Kilhoman what it is and uh yeah it's but it just goes to show but given given all those processes that mm-hmm. result in that distillate mm-hmm. the difference is a between distillates and then b the needs that you have from wood it's yeah. not just distill a clear spirit and stick it in wood and then you'll have a product it's what's your distillate doing what do yeah. you need the wood to do with your distill I, like, that's yeah, yeah. that's the fascinating part yeah that's, good 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 point that's yep. what i love discussing so um, do you want to take a wee, wee guess at mine? We guess at my number two. Well, now remember, I've I've gone from SCN selection to opening it up. So now yeah, you've okay, got a, so, now so you're this, delving into a world of whiskey. So this could be the wild card, or it could be the uh, just your your best whiskey of the year. So it's light in color, very light in color. Okay, yeah, um, almost almost to me, it almost looks like a like a white tea. Is it peated? Let me let me just put my nose in it. Oh yeah, yeah it is. It is Joshua. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so white tea colored peat nose. Is it fruity or sooty? Mmm. I would maybe go with sooty. So. Can we, can I, <laughs> is it Isla Peat? It is not Isla Peat. Is it from an Isla distillery? An, from an Isla distillery? Mm-hmm. No. 
Okay. So it's peated whiskey from a non-isla distillery. Peated which, whiskey from a non-isla distillery, yes, sir. Which makes me think, is it on an island? It is on an island, yes. Is the island called Mull? The island is called Mull. <laughs> so this is a lechig. <laughs> it's from one of my favorite distilleries in the world, yes. This <laughs> is the Norfolk Wine and Spirits lechig, but <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Here's the wow. here's the video reveal for Joshua. Was he correct? Yes. <laughs> Fucking eleven year another eleven year old Lechig, also from a sherry butt, but where mine was black as night. Yours is the color of white tea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So the thing here's what I really like about it, and and I I thought your questions would last long enough to actually transition from the nose to the palate. You see the color, you're not thinking sherry. You nose it, not necessarily thinking sherry. A little bit of that sootiness going on there. A little bit of that coastal that you'd expect from Lechig. But as soon as it hits the palate, it has this massive chewiness. Yeah. Yep. That yep. for yep. me is all from the sherry. And it's it's remarkable when that is delivered. And I've... I've been drinking this early and often, and, and you were very kind enough to get me a second bottle of it uh, when you were doing a tasting with Bikram at Norfolk mm-hmm. yeah. uh, Wine and Spirits the other week. So, yeah, I've, I've been thoroughly... This is a good December dram for me. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a fucking mental dram is what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. It is. The cognitive dissonance is delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and what I love is there on one hand now I've got this nice sherry blended malt. On this other hand, I've got this you know intriguingly sherry lechig uh, that isn't doing all the sherry early and often. Mm. So yeah, really, Wild. really digging that. So now that 2018 is basically behind us, yes, sir. Like like all the cake I ate this year, it's it's now behind me. <laughs> it came out behind you. <laughs> That went straight to the thighs, Joshua. Oh, right, right. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious, you know, what 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 is it about 2019 that has you most excited? And by excited, you mean clearly scared, worried, nervous, anxious? Yeah, if you want to be a sissy about it all. <laughs> okay, I will. Uh, <laughs> you know, clearly ex- expanding on multiple fronts is is exciting and nerve wracking. Um, the the thing that has me very excited, and, I, and I'm not nervous at all, and, and maybe maybe I should be, but it's it's the expansion of U.S. retail on single cast nation. As you've mentioned previous times in the episode, there's going to be a great great importer there, and there's going to be a great great sales team there. That gives me no reason to worry. Our job is to keep sourcing top quality casks, keep getting them into the United States at the best pricing that we can, mm. and then go out and support them in their markets. That's that's all great. That's all yeah. something yep. that I'm very, very positive about. But then opening up the UK and Europe, this is us, this is taking ourselves back to 2011 and mm. doing something for the first time. Now in 2011, we didn't have the industry experience that we have now. Yes, yeah, we are a bit ahead of the game this time. We had, we had terrific contacts, 
but they were maybe on the presenting side of scotch as opposed to on the production side of scotch. I think now we've got more industry contacts on the production side. Um, but just coming to coming to new markets, uh, we know there's interest. We know that you've been successful in going over to malt stock uh, in the Netherlands, mm-hmm. getting the single cast nation out there to real fervent, you know, fans of independent bottlings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we so we know it's there, but it's you know it's it's still starting that wing of the company. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a a lot of work, a lot of effort, and it's. Yeah. Is it exciting? Yes. Does it make me nervous? Of course it does. Does everything make me nervous? Of course it does. So, <laughs> so yeah. So that's, I'm, I'm glad that you said that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I revel in my role as nervous Nelly around here. That's Someone's got to dial you back from the op- optimistic rainbow that you live on. So. Fucking hell. I keep on telling you it's realism. I live in the world world of realism. <laughs> yeah, no. and you anything uh exciting that doesn't make you nervous for 2019 no obviously the same it's you know uk europe canada expanding into those markets has me excited you know we we think about the help that's going to be needed in 2019 to make that happen and i'm excited about that i'm excited too about taking this podcast on the road and oh and, yes right yeah. and doing some that, more um, yeah that doesn't events. have me nervous at all that i'm very excited about and and we alluded to it just a, a bit earlier is we have that you know this this whole new project that we're working on these new whiskies that that i'm i'm incredibly excited about and i don't, I don't think anybody has has done what we're trying to do in the manner in which we're trying to do it. And and that has me excited. And, you know, the fact that you got some of those samples in FedEx today, you know, <laughs> as we're recording this just, just has me, you know, it makes me wish I was down there with you now so we could <laughs> taste these samples. <laughs> yeah, some yeah. work for the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, there is one thing that I would like to to do in tying a bow on 2018. Okay. And we haven't we haven't made mention of this anywhere. Uh, but I think now is a is a is the right time and a lovely time to to bring it up and and tie a bow on it. Uh when you and I launched the company in in 2011 there were three of us. Uh there was you me and and we had our our third partner Seth. Yes. Yeah. And and Seth uh brought you know, some legal expertise, some business expertise to the table. Yeah, and, without a doubt. And, and really helped us establish uh, as a company mm-hmm. uh, and really made sure we had the right conversations with the right legal teams, accounting teams, uh, to make sure that, that our company could be a success. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after a few years, we were established, we were running the business, and Seth took on a, a silent partner role in the business mm-hmm. he was still there in the background and you and i were kind of front facing the company and today as we as we tie a bow on 2018 seth has moved on from the company that he has that he and, has and so 2019 will be our first year since establishing single cast nation 
that we will not have Seth Claskin as a member of the team. And so I I sincerely thank him for for everything he did for us and with mm-hmm. us, the camaraderie, you know, the trips to Scotland. Yeah. And yeah. um, you know, it, it was the right the right move for, for him to move on. Um, I, I don't think there's anything surprising or shocking about it. Yeah. But but just the <laughs> fact that I, th- I think some people would be surprised and shocked to hear some of the people listening to this would be surprised and shocked to hear that there was a third partner. Yeah. On, yeah. Only because he he has been silent for uh, the better part of four four to five years now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so yeah. So so I want to give a cheers and a shout out to Seth. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, Seth oh. is Seth is someone. Yeah, here. First, let's say cheers. Cheers, cheers. to Seth. Cheers to Seth. Cheers. And that's that's me. <laughs> Cheersing. Um, <laughs> but you know, Seth, Seth is someone that that I knew for years through my synagogue, and without his help, like like you had said, those those first eighteen months of trying to figure out how to make this business happen would not have been. Successful it had it not been for his help, we would not have had our business plan had it not been for his help. And then the fun times that we had just, you know, going to distilleries, going into Scotland and and so on. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a chapter in our company's history that that we say goodbye to, but often think of fondly. Yeah, no, I, I think... His place in our, you said this very well, his place in our company's history is set. He's mm-hmm. in the pages of the book. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And that book's not going anywhere. So that's, nope. that alone is a hell of an achievement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, well said. Thank you. Look at you complimenting me and then taking my words and making them sound even better than when they first came out my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, oh, so yeah. so let's let's jump into wild cards, and then uh, I'm afraid we've both got to go because uh, this is a Monday. We don't normally record on a Monday. We try to record Thursdays and Fridays, maybe sometimes Wednesdays. Mondays are the worst day for recordings because we've got so many bloody things to do. Mm-hmm. But needs must. You were traveling. I was traveling. And so let's let's wrap up our wild cards. So you right. you go first. Okay. You go first. <laughs> you go first. All right. Yours so has got color on it. Yeah, mine's got a bit of color. Oh, okay. So I have an idea as to what, as to what yours is. As soon as you mentioned no color. Uh, so yours is the Papa Diablo Mezcal. Am I right? Fucking Papa Diablo Mezcal. <laughs> I knew it. It is such a great, great, great Mezcal. Uh. I will say for any listeners who are into their Mezcals, the United Kingdom and the Whiskey Exchange um, have uh, an exclusive uh, mezcal uh, outside of of uh, Oaxaca, anyway, um, called Papa Diablo, and it is. There's a reason it is here next to these two scotches. It is easily one of the top three things I have consumed this year in the spirits world. It's absolutely exquisite. It, it it blows my mind that oh. an unaged spirit oh. yeah. could somehow have the complexity that a Scotch whiskey could have. Yeah, it's a, it's a combination of Espadine, uh, Bicucci, I, I always get my pronunciations wrong here, but is it Bicucci or Bicucci? 
How does that S H? Because what's Madre? Madre Quiche. Quiche. Okay, so there's Madre Quiche and there's B B Quiche. Beyonce Quiche. <laughs> there's a reason I don't talk a lot about Mexico. <laughs> yeah. And there's a reason you still don't know how to pronounce it. Hey, I've got Espadine down. <laughs> so yeah, so Papa Diablo. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. And so yours has a bit of color on it. Yes, so. Is this our mezcal that's coming in 2019? Oh no, it had to be something you tasted in 2018, so. Yep, something I tasted in 2018. This has been bottled in 2017. Oh, so uh, this is a whiskey? <laughs> Let me rephrase. Is this a whiskey? This is not a whiskey. <laughs> we both had the same idea for our wild cards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is it is it a mezcal? It's not. A, it's not an agave spirit. Oh, I've. Am I gonna get what it is? You won't. I mean, is it, let me. Is let it me, a sherry? It's a sherry. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. I still read your mind. Okay. okay. So it's a sherry. Is it a PX? It's not PX. Is it an Amontillado? So is that's Amontillado, <laughs> and you're close. This is a kissing Amontillado can turn into this. Um, is it a Sautern? Sautern is not sherry. Yeah, I, I've no Sautern is a French about. wine. I've I've run out of, of words to use. So what can Amontillado turn into? So Amontillado can turn into something you and I both enjoy. Palo Cortado. Palo Cortado. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this If I'd looked is... into my soul, I could have got that right. I, I gave up on looking into my soul too early. So this mm-hmm. is the Valdespino Palo Cortado. is put into cask in year 2000, bottled in June of 2017, but this is single cask sherry. Mm. Uh, so a single 17-year-old cask of Valde, uh, Valdespino Palo Cortado. Pretty light in color for most Palo Cortados, which mm-hmm. can tend to be a bit, a bit darker. Like a deep, deep amber, kind of like a Oloroso could be kind of deeper in color, but but gotcha. not near PX, which is black as night. Yeah, but this one, it just noses of Manchego cheese. It's got that nuttiness. It's got a slight cheesiness going on. And then on the palate, it's it's all, you know, honeydew melon and, uh, and, and rich Muscat grapes and, you know, just fun, fun flavors. Oh, that's... That's good stuff, man. That's mm-hmm. good, good stuff. Well, and and we will be beginning. We'll probably have our podcast equipment with us. Uh, we'll be beginning our year in Jerez, Spain. That's right. Yeah, we leave in just a few weeks. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So we will have a, a podcast come out much later in the year because we've got so much scheduled through the first two months uh, of the year. But maybe you'll you'll start to hear... Some 29 recordings uh, around about March time. 29 recordings? 2019. Oh, okay. That makes much more sense. Obviously. <laughs> I wish this was the <sighs> end of my day and I could just go lie down in my bed and go to sleep. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> oh, I'm exhausted. Mm. But, but seriously, Joshua, uh, 2018 has, and I know for a fact, floored both of us. Yes. And has been, you know, 
every year for us has been a crowning achievement and 2018 has been the most amazing crowning achievement of our our seven years of, of single cast nation and all of our uh, attached activities. Yeah, yep. And um, it really is now about turning the momentum from 18 uh, into continued success and new success in 2019. It's so funny, you know, when I look at everything that's on our plates for 2019, and I'm just convinced that as difficult as it was, mothballing the Jubilee was such the right decision for us to make because it's ambitious. But I think between us, between the help that we, we know we will need to make this happen come 2019, we can do it. And I'm really looking forward to it. This is going to be so <laughs> freaking exciting. So freaking exciting. Well, I'm glad you're by my side, partner. Likewise, brother. <laughs> Let's get out of here on that. All right. Cheers to you. Cheers to all the listeners. Cheers to all the nation members. Cheers to anybody who's played any part in our success. And for those who celebrate Hanukkah, hope you had a great Hanukkah. For those who are looking forward to Christmas, I hope it's a great holiday for you. For any Kwanzaa celebrators, enjoy, enjoy. And happy 2019 to every person listening. I will extend a, a word to those who enjoy the Festivus and the Solstice. All right. On to 2019, partner. On to, on to 2019. Cheers. Cheers. Jingle bells. Jingle. That's a Thanksgiving song. Do you know that? It was it was written in Connecticut. I forget the, the gent's name who wrote it, but it was meant to be um, a Thanksgiving song, not not a not a Christmas song. So we sing that song in our house without any guilt. <laughs> without any guilt. Without any guilt whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>